0: Thank
1: you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast, the leading word in pharmacy. Please find all of our shows at www.pharmacypodcast.com.
0: Hello, this is Jeff Hedges, president of RJ Hedges & Associates, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.
1: A pharmacy community. This is Todd Yuri, your host of the Pharmacy Podcast, and we have a returning subject matter expert to our show, who I'm always very excited to have on the show because of the information that he brings to pharmacies and pharmacy owner uh, owners throughout the country. Uh, this is Mr. Jeff Hedges with RJ Hedges and Associates. How are you today, Jeff? Outstanding. Very good. Um, I know you've been extremely busy. It's just been amazing how RJ Hedges and Associates has truly taken off and also how you've really become a differentiator uh, to the pharmacy owners with regards to the information that you can provide to them and their businesses to really help them stay ahead of many things that they may not think about until sometimes it's too late. and um, It could be an auditing situation or Medicare and insurance accreditation or HIPAA compliance or fraud, waste, and abuse prevention programs. But the thing that I really wanted to talk to you about based on my lack of understanding, and that is pharmacy immunization compliance programs. So what I want to do is I want you to give our listeners, our pharmacy profession uh, community and pharmacy owners A little bit about RJ Hedges and Associates, but then also let us know what the Pharmacy Immunization Compliance Program is and what this means for us as pharmacy
0: owners. Immunizations for pharmacies is a a new uh, experience and a new uh, method to bring money into the pharmacy and to bring additional patients in. Uh, The chains have uh, latched on to immunizations, mainly on to flu and pneumonia. But independent pharmacies have the ability to provide the flu shots, the pneumonia shots, the shingle shots, and more importantly, all of the travel vaccines. Uh, a lot of folks can't do our, a lot of facilities that were doing immunizations, uh, are no longer doing it anymore because of budget cuts. And they were normally through the Department of County, or the County Department of Health. With the budget cuts, County and state governments have uh, really pulled back from doing this, and doctors can't maintain the vaccines. Hospitals don't do it, so independent pharmacy is the perfect opportunity for these type of vaccines to be given. And uh, as more and more pharmacies uh, are doing it, the the knowledge of the, that's where you would go for your vaccines is becoming more and more prevalent. Plus, every state has their own regulations, and they are getting more and more progressive as far as preventing pharmacies to do immunizations. So
1: what I understand, Jeff, is there are some states where an independent pharmacy, a community pharmacy, can, in fact, do these immunizations. However, there are other states that they cannot. If, if, if I'm a pharmacy owner, tell me the steps that I would take to even understand as a community pharmacy... Uh, pharmacist and uh, pharmacy services provider, what steps I would take to um, to kind of look
0: in this for my look into this for my own business. Okay, the first stop is the state pharmacy board. Uh, they set the regulations and the standards for the pharmacists to follow for immunizations and any requirements. So a lot of times they'll send you the standard, or you can find it on their webpage, and then you review it. Uh, the normal processes for licensure is that you'll need to attend a immunization uh, course. It's generally done by uh, universities uh, through the school of pharmacy, uh, or in some cases, the State Pharmacy Association will have them. Uh, you, once you uh, get uh, the training done, uh, you'll need a CPR training course and a CPR card, and you can get that from your local Red Cross and then once you get all those uh items, you then simply fill out the application and submit it to your state board. Once they process it, they then give you a uh, immunization license and at that point, you're ready to start moving forward with immunizations.
1: So how long
0: does the process take from
1: uh just in general uh from from your experience, Jeff, to get a uh community pharmacy um up and running in order to be able to do immunizations?
0: Uh, It all depends on on the licensing. Uh, We have some states that are very proactive where you can get a pharmacy immunization license within three weeks after completing the prerequisite courses. And then there are some states that are really slow, and it can take three months after you submit the application before you get your license. But once you get that up and running, we've uh, found several organizations that we work with that uh, we can get you immunizing within a matter of a week or two and a reimbursement process, uh, a billing process, and a, uh, and a tracking method so the pharmacy can make start making money right away.
1: So as a pharmacy um,
0: owner, um, the whole pushback
1: to um, – much of what's happening in our our industry, including what some of the national PBMs have done to seemingly commoditize pharmacy services. This, of course, is just the exact opposite. This is the value that a community pharmacy can bring to their community in being able to provide additional health care services. If I'm a pharmacy owner and listening to the show, um, what kind of uh, financial Differential um, or returns? Can I can I see uh, by being able to
0: become uh, an immunization uh, pharmacy services provider? Uh, the initial item you can uh, the first thing you need to look at is um, you can apply to get a Medicare Part B number as a mass immunizer, and that costs five hundred twenty three dollars for this year two thousand twelve, and that fee will go up next year as the application fees go up with Medicare. Uh, If you want your own Medicare B number, you can do that. However, we have found a company called TransactRx. And they have a relationship with CMS and with the CDC to provide immunizations nationwide. And they set up a process where you can use their Medicare Part B number to um, immunize your patients with. That saves you time, about three months of time, as far as applying for the number, your Medicare number. It also saves you the cost of applying for the number itself. And it works really slick. You set them up as a third-party payer in your system. It's just like any other prescription. You run the script. If it pays, you uh, goes through the full adjudication process. You administer the, uh, the vaccine. If it doesn't, then it's a cash paying customer you collect the money up front before you administer the vaccine Uh, vaccines uh, you can make anywhere from uh eighteen dollars up to a hundred dollars per vaccine depending on which vaccine you're uh, administering
1: the pharmacy owner i have to make sure that um, every single one of my staff members that's a part of this that our pharmacists uh, registered pharmacists Um, has to be registered as someone who can do
0: immunizations. Is that correct? Yes, you have to have a license from your state board of pharmacy for immunizations. So you can have five pharmacists working for you, but only one's an immunizer, and that one pharmacist would do all the immunizations. The other folks could not. Now, this is running through all the standard
1: insurances that, are, of course, are a part of our system today. Um, tell me about the community outreach environment, and that is if I'm a pharmacist, I'm a pharmacy owner, I want to reach out to my community center. Can I leave my place of
0: work, go into the community center, and actually provide immunization services? Absolutely. Uh with Whether you have your own Medicare number or you're using TransactRx's number, you can travel anywhere within your state and administer vaccines as long as you're licensed. Uh, key points, uh, you want to have a flu day. This is the perfect time of the year uh, where you have flu vaccines. Everybody comes into the pharmacy. You have it set up as a mass immunization, and you're able to provide those immunizations. You can go to senior centers, you can go to assisted living facilities, you can go to workplaces, and uh, you can administer, administer these vaccines, and uh, and it works. It really works. It expands your pool, expands uh, your patient pool, expands your uh, population, your awareness, uh, your community knows that you're involved in their health care on a day-to-day basis. And the only downside is not doing it.
1: Um, I know that one of our customers in the Pittsburgh area has done this and they reached out to the Chamber of Commerce and then they went into the Chamber of Commerce for a half a day and they announced it. The Chamber, of course, announced it for them and they provided uh, flu um, shots that day. So um, I think that's a a really good marketing um, opportunity for community pharmacies. Yes, it is. Let's talk about OTC sales. So you set up, like you said, a flu day or, or something else that's um, a concern within um, our healthcare system overall. And this time of year, of course, it is all about uh, the flu shots. Um, what, um, what are you seeing some of your customers from a creative and marketing perspective do for some of their front end sales in order to combine the immunization day or flu shot day with, um, with their front end?
0: Uh, What they'll do, they'll also uh, offer free blood pressure checks. Uh, They'll give a $5 coupon off of anything in the store uh, for uh, getting their vaccine at the pharmacy that day. Uh, I've had some pharmacies give out popcorn, uh, hot cider. You're only limited by your imagination. Know what works in your community and what your patients like in your community and what draws them. And you want them coming into your pharmacy. You want them shopping in your front end. They have to wait uh, in the pharmacy for 15 minutes after they receive the vaccine. So you have 15 minutes of shopping time. They can pick up their prescriptions. They can do consults with the pharmacist. uh, They can get the blood pressure screening. You can also hire an RN or an LPN to come in and help you on the immunization's and it just helped to stream uh streamline everything through. I have one pharmacy that's in outside of Philadelphia, and when they do their flu clinic, they'll run about a thousand people through the pharmacy in a day, which is phenomenal, even if they're not getting a prescription at the pharmacy counter, they're still in the pharmacy shopping uh they remember where they're at they they see where you're at they see your the ease of getting into the pharmacy they see your hours. They get to see how friendly your staff is. It really works well for everybody. But you've really done some great documentation here and what
1: this means for a pharmacy owner. So there's really no questions in their mind of what the next steps are. Just go through really quickly the um, the the bullet points
0: of the immunization workflow management. Okay, very good. Uh, we do have a policy and procedure manual for immunizations. It's customized to the individual pharmacy. And the first thing you do is uh, you have a uh, you have standing orders and we have standing orders for 26 different vaccines in our program. And you would talk to a pharmacist or physician, rather, and ask them if they would sign your standing order. And in most cases, uh, if you have a good relationship with the physician, uh, they'll sign it. Uh, There are other entities like Value Drug that has a physician on staff who will sign all their members' standing orders. So there's a variety of different ways to getting the standing orders signed. Once you have the standing orders signed, uh, then you want the patients to come into the pharmacy. And the first thing you want to do, whether it's on a clinic day or whether they're coming up to the counter, is you have to have a good uh, workflow. You have to have a a screening questionnaire that your clerk or your tech would give to the patient. They get the, uh, when they're giving, or when you're giving them the screening questionnaire, you're getting their insurance cards. So while the patient's filling out the question, uh, screening questionnaire, you're going back and you're filing or running that insurance card for that vaccine to see if it's going to process. If it processes through and it's adjudicated, then at that point in time, everything's run through the system. You give it to the pharmacist. And they then review the screening questionnaire with the patient at that moment, administer uh, the vaccine, and then he or she turns it back over to the staff to maintain, uh, watch them for any uh, adverse reactions during that 15 minutes uh, after the vaccine. Uh, if the claim does not adjudicate, then you have a cash patient and you get that money from the patient up front and before you administer the shot. Uh, the vaccine you give in a uh you don't give it in an open area. you have a either curtains up or into a separate room where you can sit there and uh and sit down with the uh, patient uh review the questionnaire, ask questions if they have any questions, you can answer them and then you administer shot in private, and off they go. uh they're out in the pharmacy waiting. The key thing though is having that good screening questionnaire. So you can document everything, as far as the vaccine, the lot number, the expiration date. Uh, you're able to provide the uh, vaccine information sheets to the patient at that point, and you take care of them uh, from. And it's good face time with the patient. What do you see as the as the next step in
1: immunizations? Is there other um, medications and or therapies that you see
0: coming out of this certification and this capability? Um, The biggest thing is just uh, expanding the patient pool. Uh, Also, uh, as we're seeing more and more schools and even down into elementary schools like my school, you have to have hepatitis B uh, to enter into an elementary school or high school. or or It's mandatory to go into college. So these types of vaccines, people, uh, they need. Uh, the chains are not going to administer these because of the, uh, the paperwork and the documentation that they have to do, plus the cost of the vaccines. So all they're interested in is, is processing people through quickly. The HEP-B is a really good, pro- uh, program. It's a three-shot battery and folks come in and a lot of times it's, uh, it's, it's children. And again, it's from state to state. Some states will, um, will prohibit pharmacists from doing anyone, or providing immunization under the age of 18. So uh, an advantage, a uh, way to get around that portion, if that state has it, is to have an RN, uh, either as a 1099 employee or have them on your staff. And you can, uh, they can administer that vaccine through their individual license.
1: Also reaching out to different types of organizations in your community. We already mentioned community centers. You also mentioned um, a senior center. I'm thinking also community colleges. I'm also thinking certain employer groups, employee employers that might be a large employer in your community. Actually reaching out to them and saying, "Hey, I'm going to come and make a you know um, an immunization slash flu shot day and um, and be able to market it that way." So. There's a there's a there's a difference here than just having your your patients necessarily come to you in the community, but actually reaching out to the community as well.
0: The uh, universities are a good source, especially uh, if you have a small university in town or a college. The uh, at spring break, uh, kids go on different uh, trips around the country or around the world. Uh, they do internships during the summer. They travel around the world uh, and. I have one pharmacy in particular that they take care of all the vaccines for all the students and faculty for the entire university. He has one full-time pharmacist just dedicated for immunizations, and they go on campus, and they take care of everybody there. Another source is uh, churches. Uh, Churches, synagogues, synagogues do a lot of mission trips, and you can go into the churches, and, uh, and provide those vaccines. And just by giving the vaccine to these different organizations, they're seeing you and your pharmacy as being the provider. So it's almost free advertising at that point. You want people to see your pharmacist and your pharmacies being proactive within their healthcare.
1: Well, Jeff, I wanted to thank you for being on the show again. You're always a plethora of information, and we very much thank uh, thank you for not only being here, but what you're doing for community independent pharmacies as well throughout the throughout the country. Wanted to let our listeners know if you have questions for Jeff, um, please reach out to him, and you can find him at www.rjhedges.com or I like your address, the other one, Jeff, which is thehippaguy.com, and uh, you can definitely, Jeff, give our listeners your uh, your contact information. Just give them your uh, the best number to reach out to your company.
0: Okay, the best number is uh, our main number. It's 724-357-8380. And if you uh, are interested in immunizations and do not have a policy and procedure manual, uh, we have a uh, page on our website, and you can link right to it. And it's for immunizations. We have a complete turnkey immunization program. It's $575 and it covers all the training, computer-based training, all the forms, questionnaires, uh, policies and procedures, including your bloodborne pathogen plan, and your hazard communication plan, which is required by OSHA and all state agencies. So it's a complete turnkey uh, operation. It's affordable. It's simple. The only requirements you have to have is a Microsoft Office um, and uh, Adobe, and everything else works perfect.
1: Well, thank you, Jeff, again for being on the show. I wanted to let the listeners know if you have any questions, uh, please send us your uh, feedback via the contact form. Um, You can find um, Jeff Hedges, once again, the HIPAA guy. Uh, dot com and um, ask him any questions that you have about the um, the immunization programs as well as other things that he's doing um, uh, for um, for community pharmacy. Um, we thank you very much, Jeff, for uh, for being our guest, and we hope that uh, you guys will continue to, to tune back into the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you.